Welcome to Soul Searching. Our guest today is Eric Roth. Welcome, Eric. Hi, Nikki. Thank you very much for having me today. Yeah. Um, well, we just had a graduation of our Dale Carnegie leadership program, and I just realized today's actually the exact one-year anniversary of uh, the last time I was on Microsoft campus when we had to pivot to the pandemic. So I guess, oh my gosh, it, you know, and I was sharing with you, you know, starting this talk show around soul searching is, you know, this time has really given us pause to think differently, maybe about ourselves, our lives, our families. Um, so what would be something in this, you know, one year anniversary um, that comes to mind for you that has been soul searching? Uh, it has been a very interesting year. Uh, the biggest thing for me was a, I have a 15-year-old, almost 16, uh, boy that's been uh, doing the remote schooling. And <clears throat> for a while, my wife is a paraprofessional, and she was going on campus. And I um, was considered essential, so I was also going on campus. So we had our son at home alone trying to do schooling the previous semester uh, for more than 50% of the time. Uh, this was a little bit, uh, this was trying. Uh, so we had to go through after uh, realizing he was having a lot of trouble adjusting. Uh, there's definitely some depression. I mean, when you have a, a kid and you realize they've gone two, three weeks without turning on the Xbox, uh, and that's the main way that they're communicating with their friends, that's a, a big issue. Uh, so between trying to deal with longer meeting times, uh, switching everything to remote, Everything just takes longer. Uh, so not having enough time to uh, spend with the family at home, being stretched off in a different room in the, the own home office. And when you're not there on site in odd hours, because really, if you're going to go on site, uh, we had very strict protocols of who can be in, how many people in the space. Obviously, everyone's wearing a mask, uh, cleaning protocols, ultraviolet sterilization, all sorts of things were going on. So uh, it's been very, uh, a very big adjustment. Yeah, you know, and, and I have a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old, two boys also. So like being gosh, right in that age, it's funny just hearing you say that because I feel like, oh, sometimes I can take for granted that mine are on Xbox too much. And like, that's another kind of a problem mm -hmm. is like excessive screen time. And you know, that he kind of is going crazy and so loud with his friends. And now just also saying, okay, maybe that's actually a good thing. And to not feel that parent guilt that he is on is like you said, to realize that is how to communicate and have fun and, and play with your friends. And so thank you for helping me to see that differently. And, you know, maybe our listeners too, it's like, okay, well, um, you know, there's pros and cons of each. Um, you shared an amazing story of um, pivoting a parenting style. Okay. I'll call it Jedi parenting. I just was like, that's like, I really wanted you to come on and, and share that. I, and so passionate, obviously, about the how to um, win family and influence kids' principles. And yours is like the updated version, too, for remote learning and in the pandemic. So if you could share that great story, it'd be amazing. Uh, I just want to start out that my son had a rough first semester. Uh, we... Uh, it, there were too many late assignments. We weren't able to pay enough attention to it. He really kicked it into high gear towards the last few weeks, month of the previous semester. We started doing a reward system with him, and we were pretty sure he was keeping up with everything. So 
last Wednesday, we got an email from his math teacher saying, I haven't seen any work turned in. Now, we've been keeping up with my son, and I know he's uh, been keeping his uh, OneNote up to date. And this email came in when I was downstairs. And I'm like, well, I better go upstairs and address this. By the time I got to the top of the stairs, uh, my wife was already going, Cameron, what's going on in your math class? And I just asked my wife nicely, can you please just let me handle this one right now? Uh, I think that we have to go about this a different way. Uh, I know my son has been uh, commenting that he feels overwhelmed. And if we just if we just come at him too hard, this is not going to go well. Uh, he came out of his room and I asked, okay, I know you've been kicking it into high gear. Uh, you've done great getting things turned in, but we got the email from your teacher saying that he hasn't seen anything. What do you think's going on? Why do you think he's not seeing anything? And, you know, right away, my son said, well, I know I've had trouble syncing some of my OneNote. Great. Um, it's Wednesday, asynchronous learning. You think maybe you could send your teacher an email today? They're waiting for these responses. He's like, well, yeah, I could do that. And I said, one other thing, uh, just to give it credibility, would you mind taking a screenshot of your OneNote uh, just so he could really see what's going on there? Uh, my son was completely agreeable, took care of it right away. So it's one of the things where I, I was able to get uh, him from being overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, my wife was also very happy with how it went that time. That's amazing. You know, for a couple of reasons, I really respect how you were trying a different approach, first of all, and also to, you know, kind of, how do you have that communication, you know, with your wife too, is to say, hey, can we try something different? Can we pivot a different way? Like it's, and it's so natural as parents to like want to get defensive or be like, I'm attack and, and, and help them. And obviously that's good intentions. And also just the sensitivity you show to go, okay, just asking some of those questions was such a key. And, um, the other thing too is as you're like dramatizing the idea, I love that idea of a screenshot, like that proof that it's been done. I think in certainly for the teacher's point of view, but if you can also um, show Cameron and teach him like, hey, using some of that proof. Um, it just, I guess it reminds me one story that I'd had um, when my son was driving and I'd, he was you know, um, gonna be visiting um, a friend. And so I said, text me as soon as you get there. He was, I couldn't, he hadn't checked in and I was about to get mad and about to like, why are you, this is your first mm -hmm. time of freedom. Anyway, and he sent a screenshot of where the text didn't go through. So sent me a screenshot and said, mom, um, the Wi-Fi is no good. Um, I tried checking in and immediately I just like oh, diffused myself because then mm -hmm. I went from thinking he's being irresponsible and thoughtless and whatnot to he's trying. So it's, it, I hope that pays off But that idea of like screenshots or proof or something like just getting into that pattern. Mm -hmm. it, it's proof of our good intentions and, and our kids' good intentions. So just kind of, it's like one more pathway to connect with them. So I love hearing how you're modeling that and that teach, you know, really teaching him to do that as well is awesome. Um, and I guess, you know, just also if there's any other advice that you were give or some insight that you have, uh, either as for parents or even just as a leader at work for getting through this time and some um, insight that you've discovered about yourself from this difficult um, year. I, I really think it's the, uh, 
the awareness of mental health during all of this. Uh, I mentioned my son had a rough semester last uh, last semester, and it's we're pretty well sure he's battling some depression. Uh, so I mean, there's some counseling uh, going on, and it honestly, it, and we know it really affected him. Uh, he's had some uh, pretty uh, pretty drastic weight loss for a kid that's not in a gym class right now. Uh, it, we're very well aware of that. Uh, so. We also had issues with uh, uh, losing family members and not being able to grieve properly. And that's weighed on uh, my spouse's mind quite a bit. So much so where I think we missed the initial uh, signs of depression in our son. Uh, so it, really, we need to be very aware of uh, mental health during this time. And uh, I work for a wonderful company. We have great resources available to deal with that. And so we're taking advantage of that. Uh, just like to let everybody know that I know that sometimes there's a stigma about that. Pay attention and take advantage of the resources that are available. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I think a big piece of that is just shining the light on it and talking about it openly. We really um, respect that you're able to have this conversation, you know, podcast and a talk mm -hmm. show, being able to uh, just be so authentic and real. It, you know, that's one of the strengths you have as a leader. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure our listeners really appreciate just being able to have such an authentic and real conversation. So thank you again for coming on and some really good ideas for us. We're so grateful. Thanks, Eric. Right, great. Thank you, Nikki.